Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Sally Phillips. She is the Executive Director of the Opportunity Center in Owensboro, Kentucky, located on New Hartford Road. And the Opportunity Center's mission is to provide training, advocacy, and to support people with disabilities that empower them to achieve their life goals. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, Sally. Thank you for having me. I I really appreciate it. Absolutely. The last time we were together, we were filming um, for Project Volunteer and we had a fun day. And it's so um, it's such a blessing just to be able to see the different things that go on there at the Opportunity Center and how much love is in there. I mean, you can definitely tell when you're there. So why don't you kind of break down um, the mission of the Opportunity Opportunity Center and why it was originally started? Well, as you know, we have a rich history where a group of parents uh, started the Opportunity Center back in 1956. They started the Opportunity Center to educate their children who were not allowed in the school system because of their disabilities. And uh, that grew as uh, the years passed. Those children were allowed in public schools. But a lot of the kids that had been going to the Opportunity Center were closing, closing in on adulthood and needed some other type of services, which was vocational. Uh, so the Opportunity Center transitioned over to vocational uh, services. As you can probably remember, they opened Pinocchio's and the clients ran Pinocchio's downtown Owensboro for a few years. And uh, then uh, we've over the years, we've transitioned to meet the needs of the clients over and over again. And right now we're a little bit of combination of vocational and uh just day training. Now, I say just day training. Uh, we do a lot of exciting things in day training, and we'll get more into that. But if somebody, if their goal in life is to have a competitive job, then we help them do that. If their goal is just to meet people and have a good time every day when they come here, we can definitely help with that too. Okay. Sally, I wanted to um, just kind of bring up something. Some people just don't know how to interact with a person who has a disability. I think you've probably seen this in person. I've seen this in person and maybe we've been in those shoes at one time or another. Um, But maybe a person doesn't know how to engage with someone. So they don't interact with them or or maybe they don't know what to say or they don't want to say the wrong thing. So I would like you to break down those barriers today and, and just share with us a few tips of just how easy it actually is to communicate with someone with a disability. So um, just basic, simple, how should a person interact or speak to someone with a disability? Well, people with disabilities are just like all other people. Um, They have different range of disabilities and a different range of abilities. And um, so sometimes it is difficult to maybe understand a person that's uh, trying to speak to you, but be patient. Um, And I I say you always want to treat everybody the same with kindness. Mm -hmm. And um, with our, with some of our individuals, um, you, if you're out in public, you may want to make sure that you're, uh, asking them if they need help instead of just assuming that they need help. But approach people, talk to them just like you would if you were with anybody else. You know, ask them how their day's going. Uh, you know, 
compliment them on their outfit, whatever the case may be, treat them just like you would treat anybody else. Okay. Is there anything that we should not be asking someone with a disability? Well, I mean, some of these are really obvious, but, you know, you wouldn't go up to me and like, you know, what happened to you or were you born that way? Or um, sometimes people um, are guilty of making their speech louder Mm -hmm. when they see somebody that utilizes a wheelchair right? or talking more slowly to somebody that they see has an obvious uh, disability. And um, we want to make sure that we, again, just kindness and uh, you know, I have a hearing disability, so sometimes I have to ask people to speak up. But until then, uh, don't don't just assume that because they utilize a wheelchair or a walker or maybe they have uh, some issues with hand mobility uh, that they can't do other things and are and very good at things. I think a, a huge misconception a lot of times is somebody that is very physically involved also has a deficit in their intellectual abilities. And that Mm -hmm. is not always true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their intellectual abilities may be just like anybody else. It's just that their body is the one that, you know, that is betraying them at at this point in their life. And um, so we just need to be really careful um, how we approach that. I think that's good. Thank you for bringing that up. Do you find that children have an easier time communicating and interacting with a person who has a disability? Well, children are uh, the innocent ones, and and sometimes that is a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, we've had uh, kids come up and and you know be curious about a wheelchair or be rude about it. You know, mm-hmm. asking the questions that they shouldn't be asking, like what happened to you? Why don't your legs work? You know, that sort of thing. But I think uh, it really just depends on the background of that child and 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 how they were um, or how they were being raised and and to respect everyone and uh and i I think a lot of times when uh, people with disability are going to be tolerant of children um and their questions more so than they would an adult Mm -hmm. And, and we as parents and grandparents need to educate children on how to interact if you're on public and i remember being with my grandchildren when they were young like two and three years of age and sally we'd see someone in a wheelchair and one of them would ask me you know what's wrong or what happened and you know i would just kind of educate them maybe they didn't even have a disability or maybe they did and just like you said it's common sense things treat with kindness be patient talk to them just like anyone else go up and say hi they wanted to go up and say hi to them i said go up and say hi you know that's perfectly fine but also telling them and teaching them don't say things like this, you know, that might hurt someone's feelings. So I think that's great. And I, I, I don't know if we take the time to do that with children like we should. Well, I think we spend many, many hours teaching people with disabilities how to act in public and act with other people. And I think that really we should be doing the reverse. We should mm-hmm. be spending time with other, you know, uh, adults and children teaching them how to act with with you know when they're with people with disabilities i think that's so good so so what would be some of your suggestions or how can we do better as a community of advocating for those with disabilities well you know sometimes when you're out and um you see people that are that park in handicapped zones that Mm -hmm. may possibly not be handicapped yes uh, 
that's a form of uh, advocating, maybe just not doing that yourself. Uh, our leaders can look at uh, funding programs and, you know, how Owensboro has in the last few years, we've done a lot with our sidewalks that, to make them more wheelchair accessible. Uh, that's all part of uh, somebody who was advocating for that somewhere along the line. And that's what the result was. So there's all forms of advocating. One of the things that we do here at the Opportunity Center to advocate for people is all of our clients have team meetings and they get to discuss what their dreams and their desires are. And we take that very seriously. And a lot of times people will, um, you know, have things that seem outrageous to us, but we still want to advocate for them because that's what they want to do. That's good. So we're, we are going to get to the remodeling because I know you want to talk about that. Um, but before we get that, I think we'll go to that in the second segment. We've only got like a minute left here. So Sally, how has the Opportunity Center impacted you as an individual? Well, um, obviously, every day when I come in, the individuals uh, greet me and uh, I'm able to do things to make them happier, to make them healthier and to lead that uh, that charge here. And so that's what it has done for me. It's just given me the opportunity to do what I love to do. And it's a blessing. And to see you at work and in action, anybody that were to come in and, and just watch you and, and just take a glance, they would know that. And, and it's for and everyone there. It's not just you, but when they watch you, when a person watches you, you can tell you love people. And that's I think that's the most important thing is we have to love others, you know, and, and share that love with others. So we're going to take a real quick break here. We'll be back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest, Sally Phillips, is the executive director of the Opportunity Center in Owensboro, Kentucky, located on New Hartford Road. Um, Sally, talk to us about the remodeling that's going on at the Opportunity Center. We are doing a little bit of remodeling here. We're trying to make our space um, more attractive and more functional for our individuals. Uh, We've already started on some of that, but we are also working in the future on our bathrooms. And um, as you know, we we, uh, developed and built a dressing room slash changing room so that we can open our doors and meet the needs of people that are very physically involved in their disability. Mm-hmm. And we have been fortunate enough that we've had uh, several clients come in and now they have started to attend our program. And we need to make that even better for them by remodeling our bathrooms. And that's something that we're working towards right now. Well, the dressing room is absolutely gorgeous. And I know you've got a great board of directors there that also, you know, help behind the scenes. So it it, it is very, very attractive. Um, let's talk about the expansion and the growth at the Opportunity Center. Well, like you said, I have a great board and the Opportunity Center has a great board and none of this would have been possible without them. I mean, they've given me the tools that I need and the help that I need, the support that I need. And, you know, we, we, we had a vision and what we want to do and who we want to serve. And we've just worked very, very hard and especially hard during the COVID, uh, you know, closing and all of that. But we, we just looked at everything and how can we do it better or keep doing it 
the same way that we're doing because it's, you know, just the greatest. So um, we have admitted several new people into our program. Like I said, we're reaching out to those uh, people that don't always uh, get looked at to come to day programs because of their disabilities. And uh, that has been very exciting for us. And it's been, we've had a learning curve from that, but we, it has been, it's been very exciting. Well, how many clients do you have and what is the age range and who do you serve? Well, we serve anybody that has a developmental disability. Um, we have everything from about 20 years old to probably a right. I think we have somebody that's almost 79. Oh, wow. And, and you know, different levels of ability, uh, different levels of uh their needs are different. Their personalities are different. Uh, we have about 60 clients. Now, not all of those come to our day program because we do provide other services, case management, um, community living services, personal assistant, homemaker. So we do uh, some of those uh, out in the community and at the uh, individual's homes. And then, of course, then our day program does provide our biggest service that you know we have. Okay. What does a typical day at the Opportunity Center look like? And I got to experience some of that. And there's a lot of fun going on there. We do have a lot of fun. You know, a typical day, the individuals come in and we have what we call a meet and greet uh, where we talk about what you do last night. We have coffee and sometimes we look at current events and things that are going on in the community. Uh, We we have uh, a lot of what if scenarios, um, you know, what if you wanted to buy a car, what would you do then? And uh, so it's a learning. It makes them think about, you know, well, a lot of people could say, well, hey, I want to be an astronaut. But if you don't think about the steps that it takes to be that, um, you're never going to get there. Or mm-hmm. you might decide, well, wait, that's just way overwhelming. I don't want to do that anymore. But let me let me see what else I do want to do. Uh, which leads to life experiences. And we do try to uh, give people life experiences, uh, taking them out to eat, taking them to the movies, uh, things that maybe they don't get to do on a regular basis otherwise. Um, Also, we have people come in, and and I know we're going to talk about the volunteer part of it uh, later, but we, um, we have people come in and play music, share their skill, uh, it could be uh, a story time. It could be uh, a craft. Uh, anything. We we are uh, a lot of a few of our clients are going on tours and factories to learn about job opportunities there. So really, it's it's endless what we can do in a daytime. And we also have some contract work that we do here on site, and a lot of our clients are involved with that. Wow. Okay. So what are some things? Are you looking for some specific things as a volunteer coming in? You, you talked about music. You talked about sharing your skills and story time. So what do you not have? How about that? Well, I will say that music is never uh, turned down because, you know, a, a lot of our clients just really love the music. We actually have a band coming in tomorrow uh, for uh, some time. And uh, but sometimes the, it's not just the music, just coming in and playing. We've, we had somebody with a guitar come in and let them touch the guitar, hold the guitar, strum the guitar. Again, life experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, anybody that wanted to share a skill that they had, like maybe knitting or crocheting or, um, you know, teaching some skill like 
playing a certain kind of card game or anything. It could be, I mean, it's endless what we could do. And we would always have somebody that's probably interested in that. Okay. So what's involved with the adult day training? Of course, you've been sharing a lot of different things. So I I know under that, um, you talked about some daily living skills and socialization skills, work skills, community involvement. And I'm sure, I mean, you've mentioned a lot of that. So give us an example for your daily living skills. What, What would you do there? So that could be anything from learn how to use the bank, um, to, uh, you, you know, being able to wash your hands. Uh, so daily living skills could be just about anything. And what happens when an individual comes into the program, we sort of assess what their needs are and what do they want to do. So if somebody says, I want to be um, a cashier at Kroger, then we can say, oh, these are the things that we can work on to help you meet that goal. We're not going to be the one that goes out and gets them that job at Kroger, but maybe they can learn how to use a cashier, I mean, a cash register, Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. you know, those kind of skills that we can help them work on. (laughs) Stocking a shelf, we can help them work on that. Uh, Those are the things that we would look at as part of that person's team, helping them in any way that we could. Sally, how is the Opportunity Center set apart from other programs, which are all amazing programs in our community, but how is the Opportunity Center set apart or maybe different and unique? Well, we, um, we do work here with the individuals um, and they can make a paycheck here. Also, I think you have said it before, we are very, um, we feel like a family here. It's not just a job we come to and put in our time and go home. Uh, We have clients that we help way past the time that they leave here. Um, We have a family that uh, the client's mother passed away, and we've been helping that family um, navigate the system so that they can get the help that they need. Um, So it's always something that we, we look at, you know, way beyond they just come to this day program and then our hands are, you know, we're done. We throw our hands up at the end of the day. We always go out of our way to help people when they need it. Absolutely. Okay. Why don't you talk about the homemaker services that you offer? Well, that could be anything um, from helping them cook, grocery shop, cleaning. We have a few individuals that live on their own with just the support that they get from us and other providers And so they need help. They might need help with, uh, you know, like I said, cooking or planning meals and then budgeting. All of that can go under that that heading. Okay. And what about personal assistant services? Personal assistance uh, is basically what you would think. It's helping them with hygiene uh, or something that normally um, a person wouldn't need help, but they do uh, like uh, maybe transportation or going to the doctor, that sort of thing. Okay. Well, let's talk about, and we're almost finished with this segment, but as far as faith, um, do you notice that about your clients that come in? Is are, are, the, are the people that come in, do they have a good faith base and a good support system at home? It depends. Some people do and um, some people don't. Mm-hmm. And that's another role that we can take on is to be that there for those people that don't have uh, that in the home. Uh, you know, we um, 
we did. Uh, we helped First Baptist Church with the project. Uh, we have been, you know, helping with volunteer opportunities to get people to know people out in the community. Where I want to do a shout out to Botanical Gardens. We're getting ready to uh, launch a volunteer opportunity with them. The more people our clients can meet and talk to and get to know, the better off they are. Whether that be just friendships or um, being led, you know, in, in faith. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I was curious about that myself, Sally. So um, we need to take a real quick break here. So we'll be back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Sally Phillips is my guest, Executive Director of the Opportunity Center in Owensboro, Kentucky. Sally, I would like to ask you if you have a few inspirational stories that you would like to share of someone who is impacted by the Opportunity Center or even a staff member? I would love to. Um, in order for me to kind of give a little bit of background here, a lot of our individuals, I uh, said earlier, we have team meetings for them and they get to talk about, you know, what their goals are, what their, you know, what, they, what their life desire is. And as part of that team, we try to help people to make it to the, the to their goal. Okay. And so we have, we had an individual that was living in uh, an eight bed group home and uh, didn't want to be living there, wanted to live on her own and her team. And we were, where we were a part of that made that possible for her. And she was living on her own with supports, uh, community living supports and uh, probably some homemaker supports. We weren't, we weren't providing all of those. And then she decided she wanted to get a community job. And we have been working with her for a long time with that. And now she is in the process of uh, out there looking for her community job. And we're very, very proud of her. You know, our individuals, they come in every day and they, it, just like us, they're like, wow, you know, I want, I want to do this. I want to do that. And sometimes it's something simple that we can make come true very quickly. But other times it takes years of hard work. And, uh, and everybody needs patience with that, and, and, you know, including that person and the team. Because sometimes it is discouraging when it goes slower than you, than you think it is. That's um, right. So, but, um, you know, we, like I said, every day when you come in here, you're inspired by people and, 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 and they're the gifts that they give us uh, every single day. They're a blessing. Absolutely. So what is the application process like? Is there a waiting list or how does someone go about contacting the Opportunity Center and finding out information and, and taking that first step maybe? Well, that's a good question because if somebody is if somebody's listening that has a disabled son, daughter, nephew, niece, whatever, um, the state is in charge of the waiting list. Okay, so they get on a waiting list for service in general services. There's the, the Michelle P waiver and the supports for community living waiver, and we don't have enough time for me to go into that a lot of detail, but that is very important. Even if that person is four years old. Get on that waiting list. It's a long waiting list and get on both waiting lists. Then when they're when they get their funding and they get a letter and they're like, you, you know, you qualify for this funding at that point, they will be uh, they can pick a case manager. That case manager will assist them in finding the services that they need. So if that person says, I want to go to a day program, 
um, we would recommend visiting several day programs, looking at what the best match is. And if they decide that they're really interested in coming to the Opportunity Center, then we would look at the referral to make sure that we could meet that person's needs safely. That's very important. If we can't keep people safe, we can't have them here. Right. And so then that, that would be the referral process. And then we usually do like a trial date, see if they like it. And then and they can pick whatever day they want to come Monday through Friday, whatever time they want to come. We are very flexible with that, which I think uh, a lot of the other day programs aren't as flexible with their um, with their time like that. But we, it works for us and uh, we will continue to do that as long as we can. Okay. How long does that process from beginning to finish? How long does that take, Sally? If you can estimate that. Um, are you thinking, are you talking about like being on the waiting list? The waiting Well, list let's say you're waiting. off the waiting list. Okay. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't take but a month or so. It really just depends on how many places you're going to go visit. Um, but once we get a referral, unless there's something that we have to do, um, like adjust, um, something in the bathroom or uh, make a table different for them to sit at or anything like that. It's usually about a month to six weeks for all that to take place. Okay. What's next for the Opportunity Center? I know you were talking about remodeling. Is that going to continue or what's the vision? Well, you know, our vision is just to be able to reach out and to touch as many individuals as we can because we know we have a good program and we we know that the services that we provide are quality services. So we want that word to be out there. We want people to come to us and for us to be able to improve people's lives. And uh, if the board will evaluate along the way what we need in order to get that done. Okay. And so give us your contact information if someone's listening right now. And I'm also going to put it in the blog um, as well. So um, who do they contact? Okay. Well, we do have a website, www.opportunitycenteronsboro.org. And they can actually email me through that website if they want to ask me any questions. Or my phone number is 270-685-685. 2976. Okay. Well, it's always a pleasure to interview you, Sally. You're always um, so optimistic and friendly and kind. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being a guest on Shape by Faith today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.